The NBA Finals are here. We got Golden State versus Boston. Legacies will be defined and there will be iconic moments. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting all new customers in the center of the action for the NBA Finals. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. It is that simple. You can also bet on DraftKings Sportsbook with a same-game parlay. Take player props, game spreads, game totals, and much more. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code FORGOTTENSEASONS. Bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code FORGOTTENSEASONS, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Forgotten Seasons. Today, we're going to be rounding out the next 75 with the 2010s. Matt and Stack hopped on with J.R. Swish to help them relive the decade and shine a light on some of the underappreciated players. I hope you guys have enjoyed this project. Like I have been saying, all of these players are the backbone of Forgotten Seasons. So it's been really fun to sort of lump them all together and get voices from their eras to help us just relive their careers and shed some light into their greatness. Be sure to check out the rest of the Showtime Basketball catalog. We got all the smoke, we got KG certified, and much more. Head over to the YouTube page to see the full lineup. Let's get into this one now. Next 75 Talk with J.R. Swish begins right now. Joining us in this conversation is my brother, yo brother, the world's brother, one and only J.R. Smith. Everybody's brother. J.R., what's up, bro? Hey, no, what's happening, Rose? What's good with y'all? Swish! Man, my kids just got out of school. Are you still in school? Yeah, yeah I just got out, man. I just got oh, out just a couple finished. weeks ago, man. I just okay. finished the finals. How'd it go? It was rough, man. It was, it was a rough start, but I uh, finished up strong. Uh, ended up taking took a B in one of my classes. I mean, I guess I can. I mean, you set the bar pretty motherfucking high with straight A's, bro. So I guess, well, yeah, I guess, man, I, I got, guess a B will be okay, bro. Yeah, I got four A's <laughs> and a B, man. So I'm congratulations, cool. dope, dope. You played in five different NBA finals, bro. When this when this time of year come around, do you start to you know have memories and go down memory lane? Um, only when I watch it, bro. Honestly, man, I'm so out of touch with the game right now. So like, I almost forgot what time of the year it was. I could have TV on. <laughs> Seriously, bro, because, like, I'll be on the golf course all day long, man. I'll be, be in a, like, I live a totally different life than I did when I was playing and stuff. So I got a totally different um, perspective on it. So when I look at the game now, when I do when I do catch up on it, I see it's the finals. It's like, damn. I'm seeing highlights. Of that. It's, it's crazy because it seems so long ago. Right, but it's not. Right. Yeah, no shit. I'll be... I'll be five years removed this June. Like, that shit went by fast as fuck. Mm-hmm. Five years. Yeah. Crazy because I be telling people all the time, man, when you, you're not in it all the time like you used to. And don't revolve around your world no more. Figure out other shit to do outside of what you've always done. Yeah. Yeah. Family, you already got kids. Uh, man, before we get into the 2010s, you were one of the first volume three point shooters. When you came to Lee, you used to let that motherfucker fly. Uh, what do you think about now that you see just so many threes and how effective you would have been 
in this game because this is really your running gun is really your game. So what when 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 I say that to you, what do you think about? Man, um, you know when I was, it's crazy because in '04, you know it wasn't cool to shoot six. Right. Doing two to three, maybe <laughs> you had to get it when you fit it, throw it the dabble on the low. But now you you know see dudes. For me, I don't know, man. It's hard because I see like I don't want to seem like a hater, but like when I know I know my talent and I know the talent that I have, and I when I when I see the game change like that as an eighteen year old kid, for me being in that situation, like man, I could have made five hundred million. <laughs> like, I could have made a billion, yeah. like like for real, bro. Because like it's changing the wave of the game, and not only that, it's changing the eye of what. You know, um, being being able to wear your clothes and express yourself on the court and the mental health part, like, so it's all catered around supporting that type of style. So for me, it would have been, it, I'd have thrived in it. What were some of your toughest matchups on the wing when you was playing? Shit, cold. <laughs> cold. Bing. Got cold one night. We got T-Mac one night. We got Ray Allen. Uh, it's just the West. Uh, people just say, "Oh, you got an off night. You got you got a cat." What? <laughs> right. Yeah, I, right. What you mean? You, you yeah, you don't know. I can tell you never really played the game like that. Um, then you, you got you got to uh, go out east. You go AI franchise. Uh, catch BD D Wade. I mean yeah. Reggie, I call I call Reggie my rookie year on Reggie way out. He gave me a cool thirty seven, maybe forty. <laughs> he said a cool thirty seven. Yeah, I was eighteen chasing him. It wasn't working out. Davis said me with a couple of elbows. Um <laughs> word, bro, but shit. Uh you know what was crazy? I played I think it was Damon Stoudemire had sixty and Nick Van Nexel had thirty seven. We won 18 games my rookie year. It was something like that. Or, or Van had 50 and Dame had 40. Something like that. It was that was crazy. I ain't never seen no schooling like that. Mm-hmm. Got thrown in the fire early. Got Dan Dicker out there trying to chase uh, Damon Stoudemire. <laughs> it was he said, Dan, Dan, hey, I ain't heard that. Dan, Dan 28. Uh, he was cool as fuck, though. Dan was cool as cool. shit. Hey, yo, Dan, 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 the man, was my guy, dog. Yeah, Straight up, 19 cool years old, he was, he was schooling me. Dan was cool as shit. What was your thoughts on the on the top 75 list, Swish? To me, it was pretty It was pretty accurate. I, th- I mean, other than, like, having Dwight on there, I think Dwight should have been up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if we – at the end of the day, like – you know, granted, if, if, even if you don't win a championship, and I, I, he did win a championship with us at the Lakers, um, like what he what he did for the game as a big man, his numbers, his stats, his, right. the way he Oof. approached the game, like people can say what they want about Dwight or you know, crazy whatever you want to think or whatever the the the, the, the persona is about him on the court with the terms of refs or coaches, but when I tell you, approach to the game. Bro, he's in the gym every day. Mm-hmm. He eat right. He, he he work on his game. 
Like I won't, I don't care about what nobody say because there's a lot of people out there who try to pretend, act like they work on their game and they just be practicing moves. He at least he's actually working on that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like he puts in the effort, bro, and, and like his body shows it. His body of work shows it. Like he, he just dominant. All, all those times, what was it when they had uh, was it Kobe and those USA teams? He was the center, bro. Like he was an enforcer. It was like well, let's not forget about the way Howard, bro. Like that was yeah. that that was crazy. Um, he got a chance to play with Prime Dwight in Orlando. He was unbelievable. Yeah, and, like, one, and one of the strongest human beings I've ever been. That motherfucker's so strong, bro. Hornets, unbelievable, man. Straight up. But, uh, no Kyrie, I no Dwight. Too, I can't like, respect that list without Kyrie. Yeah, no Kyrie. Um, Vince Carter. Vince. 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 There's a whole bunch of people, dog. I think it was Clay. It was saying Clay. Clay missed. Yep, they didn't get Clay. T Mac. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of people that. I mean, but it's always going to be like that. Whenever you make yep. a list like that, it's always going to be like it's like that with unless the, the players do it. About unless, the play- unless the players do it, though, Swish. Even, then, these, even then, if the these... players do it. Come on, bro. There's always going to be say, "Oh, he ain't like me when I was playing. He snubbed me." This, yeah. It's always going to be like that. Well, today we're going to go through. A list of 2010 players. We're going to talk about each of them. So let's get to it. Seven-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA, 2011-2012 Rookie of the Year, 2013-14 All-Star MVP, 2011-2012 Rookie Team, 2016 NBA Champ, three-year peak, 21 points per game, seven assists per game, three rebounds per game, uh, biggest shot in the 2016 Finals. JR, y'all was uh, on teammates together. Probably the most creative basketball player with the ball, most skilled player I've ever seen, Kyrie Irving. To me, Kyrie is the greatest scorer ever under 6'3", six, 6'2", six, whatever whatever height he is. He's the greatest scorer I've ever seen underneath that basket, bro. Like, left-hand finishes, right-hand finishes. Mid-range jump shot. Pull up, spot up, off the dribble, pull up three. Left uh, can dunk it, shoot ninety something percent from the free throw line. I mean, can pass. Handles the probably the best handles we've ever seen. Right, those are tough. I mean, and 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 it's crazy because I mean, yeah, he has like little drills that he does, but everything he do is reaction. It's nothing like he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that and I'm going to do that. No, no, no. However, you he's looking at the game. His artistry is exactly what it is because you can't make it up the moves that he's doing. Because I don't think he know what it is because he's right. literally just reacting. And he's that talented to do what he do. Ball on the string, for real. Yeah, he, he put a move on Steph and Golden State, the half-spin oh move. God. I'm, I, I had to rewind that shit. Yeah, and pulled up on him and Katie. I'm like, bro, what was that? I had to watch it like 20 times. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what was that? But bro, people don't realize how tough a shot it is that from three foot or, from three feet yeah, away, close. an actual jump shot over a, a, a guy coming towards you, a big man, tough he shot. makes that shot all the time. Glass, nothing but net, ring around, like all the time. Left hand and right hand. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah, tough yeah. shot. Hell yeah. 
Next up on made. the list, another one of your teammates, a three-year peak, 22 points, 14 rebounds, 407 double-doubles in the 2010s, third most. Uh, obviously sacrificed when he joined you guys in Cleveland, five-time All-Star, uh, 2010 rebound champ, champion 2016, two-time All-NBA. Talk to us a little bit about Kevin Love. Hey, Love is such a great dude, man. I can't, I, I'm honestly waiting on this man's wedding, man. coming up to 20. <laughs> I ain't gonna put his date. I ain't gonna put his date out there, but I can't wait, man. K Love is my guy. He's one of the greatest teammates I've had, bro. Like, um, you know, speaking on his being able to speak up for his mental health and uh, going through the moments we've had with each other in Cleveland. Um, as a player, he's a hell of a competitor. Um, definitely one of them on my team in the foxhole with me all day long, just because I know he' gonna, you know, he' gonna scrap for sure. And um, you know, people don't really don't really know. Kev really didn't play that well offensively like how he was quote-unquote supposed to in game seven. You know what I'm saying? Like he was just getting every single rebound, all the stops, and all the big parts. And he really put his pride aside of, you know, I'm just, I'm a 30 and 20 guy from which he came from in, in uh, Minnesota and really accepted, you know, letting Kyrie and uh, L really handled all of the, 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 the load. He pretty much you know, I'm going to do the dirty work and stretch the floor when they need me. And uh, once we start, but the crazy part is once we really started flourishing, we started playing through Kev. You know, as much as people want to talk about how Brian and Kai was, you know, the dominant force. I remember Ty Katie, I think Kev had 30 in the first quarter against Portland at the crib. Like, it was like, and it, it was a stretch of games where he was just going nuts, and like, to start the game off. Because everybody, you know, obviously – Focus on and on L and Bron and and uh, wanted to run me off the three, but people always forgot how good Kev was. Yeah. Whether it be spot ups and backing it down, you know what I'm saying? And he can get to the get to the free throw line. So strong too, real yeah, strong, str- strong as hell, and loves mm-hmm. to pass the ball. You know what I'm saying? Like loves to outlet the ball, loves to drop it the, the backdoor dimes. Like he just wanted to feel involved in the game. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, and it's, Kev yeah, it is a hell of a dude, though, even better player. I think people forget the dominance he had in Minnesota because they didn't really win, but the numbers he was putting up in Minnesota were Hall of Fame oh, numbers. Oh, man. Ridiculous, bro. And I re- you know what's funny about Kev, man? Kev was still the only person there from that championship team in Cleveland. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. He went going for going from a team where we were, where we were at to where they was at then – you know, and then come back to being a player like damn near playoff caliber team now. It's uh, I respect them a lot for that because it's, it's, that's that's a hard thing to do. You know what I'm saying? It's a real um, obviously he he getting well paid for it too, but it's a uh, it's not easy, man. Because that's something you love to do. That's your passion. I, me as a competitor, I ain't about man. I can't take too much losing, bro. Before I say something, <laughs> bro, I'm gonna say something. I remember when I was in uh, the, my little Clipper stint, I got a chance to see K-Love go against Blake. And like, K-Love Oof. had, he, he finished the game Oof. with like 30, 38 and 25, some shit Oof. like that. And I'm like, like 12 dimes. I'm like, God damn, bro. Nah, I did not was. know K-Love was like that. I did yeah, not because, know he was like you that. You know, it's funny because people people get so caught up and, you know, want to see somebody play above the rim and think that's yeah. the only way the game is supposed to be played. And when you see somebody just fundamentally like got it, 
Like young boy from AI game, bro. Uh, he reminded me so much of K Love. Stack, he, like yeah, he's just Jack, so fun. Jack, Jack, yeah, fundamentally yeah. sound, bro. He got it. Yep. The NBA season is nearing a close. We have reached the NBA Finals: Golden State versus Boston. To celebrate the NBA Finals, DraftKings Sportsbook is back with a can't miss offer. New customers can bet just $5 on either team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also whip up their own same-game parlays, take point totals, assist totals, three-pointers made, game spreads, and so much more. The more bets you add to your ticket, the more money you can win. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code FORGOTTENSEASONS. Bet just $5 on any pro basketball team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code Forgotten Seasons only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Next up, we got four-time All-Star, three-time NBA champ, seven-time All-Defensive 2016-2017. Steals champ, two-time All-NBA 2016-2017 Defensive Player of the Year. He had a three-year peak at 11 points per game, eight rebounds per game, seven assists per game. You played against him in the finals, um, Draymond Green. Before we get to Draymond, I know you ain't playing no defense, stat, because you don't know what STL means, bro. I know, <laughs> yeah. you did that or you ain't looking at the stats? Because I was in that motherfucking stats, bro. Right, I know right, what the right. STL is, though. Well, right, well one, th- one thing about it, Swish, the, our Golden State team that year, we would led the league in steals, so I know I had to be at the top of the team, but I definitely Ooh. didn't know what that meant. <laughs> uh, I, I definitely didn't know what that mean. I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you stupid. Uh, Draymond, man. Draymond Green. Great dude. I, like, 100% great dude. Um, but... Fun to compete against, um, just because you know he talk and the antics and all of that. That part of it is uh, it's, it's fun. Very blessed to be playing with a really good pair of. Uh, oh guys. no question, <laughs> um, no question. Um, I will say that. Well, I think I think because his numbers don't jump off the page that people kind of have a problem with his game or his accolades or what he receives. But to me, he's just a, a winning motherfucker, and he got in a great situation. There's no no you know no doubt about that. But if you think about it, because you played against him, we played against him, I played with him. He's the one that makes that machine go. I mean, Steph is the hundred percent. I can I can respect that. Like you compete, bro. Like you you compete no matter. No matter how talented you are, no matter how, you know, whether great or, or high or low talent level you are at, if you don't compete, you are, it, it, don't, it don't even matter. Like, I ain't gonna lie, Della Vadova on my team in Cleveland, he yeah. competed Dog. harder than anybody I've ever seen in my life, bro. He was literally Dog. about to die in the playoffs. <laughs> like, literally, bro, we in the back after the game, like, Steph almost killed this man. Like, like that's I'm not. I'm never going not say he don't compete because you. He definitely do. But yeah. I mm. just imagine how good that would be if he just worked on his shot. That's the only thing I have a problem with. Like he's comfortable with people just disrespecting me. Yeah, y'all still winning. Y'all still get championships without it, bro. But me, 
If he just worked on his jump shot and shot it with confidence, nah, he does. Just, I was about to does. say, I'm not convinced he don't, Jack. Honestly, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not well, convinced he don't. Work I'm convinced on his he don't. I'm convinced no, he don't. No, he does. I, I think with because I got a chance to play. I saw how hard this dude worked day after day after day. God I think damn. It's mental. No, you yeah, ain't shoot that motherfucker. But no, do you know what? You know I agree with you. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jr. No, you got no. it. Go ahead. I agree with you because I feel like a lot of people is mental at this point. When, when you hear, when you continuously hear, whether it be on Twitter or on social media or on watch TV or, you know, yep. can people continuously talking about your shot and you can't yep. shoot? That's mental, bro. You already, every time you catch that ball, you already thinking about you not going to make the shot be, or what everybody else going to say. You already got a second guess. A shooter, you ain't, man, let me get let that go. thing over here. Let it get go. You yeah. can't get over here fast let enough. Let it go. And I think too, you all know. I mean, because we all shot the ball to three. The hardest shot, the hardest shot to make is the wide open one when no one's guarding you. That shit is hard to make. Like I'd rather have someone close or a hand up, but that wide open shot when they sitting in the paint, like I couldn't have. Like that's got to be a tough ass shot to make, man. A hundred percent. Like damn, uh, and they leaving you. Me. They right. leaving you. You know what's crazy? Yeah. We talking. We, we one of his benefits. We did the same thing. Well, Andre Iguodala, he burnt our ass up in 2015 for the first chip. That's why he got finals MVP. We left him, and he kept knocking that shit down every single time. I, I ain't gonna lie, I live. I would have lived with that, bro. I just went to the locker room like, hey, bro, shit, shit. That's what that's what we did in 15. We, we lived with it. We was like, damn, shit, if he gonna beat us with that yeah. and shit, and he got finals. I was like, shit, we gotta take our hat off because that was the game plan. Right. And he for sure beat us with that. Iggy hit three threes. Then go to the free throw line and shoot an air ball. What the but fuck? But look at it. Look at it, though. Think about this, though. Think about this. 2015, that's the game plan, right? They beat us. No Kyrie, no Kev. Mm -hmm. The next year, we come back and win. Then they go get KD. And it's, they win two in a row. What you, what you mean? Right. Mm -hmm. That's what was supposed to happen. Right. Now we call it square. What's happening? Right. <laughs> it's a different right. ball game. But that it was, is what it is, man. Hey, you that, know, team was a motherfuck that team was a fucking cheat code. Man, yes, next up, sir. another one. Uh, Five-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA, All-Defensive Team 2019, three-time NBA champ, All-Rookie Team in 2011, three-year peak, 22 points, shooting 43% from the three-point line. The other splash brother, Clay Thompson. Problem. Problem. <laughs> For real. The boy's a problem. Ratchet. Ratchet. Get it over there. You can't get it over there fast enough. Anything I like about him though, he compete though. He he yeah. he not he compete. He ain't talking shit. He he one of the quietest people on the court unless he's talking to his teammates. He get hyped, you know, in the big moments, obviously, like most people, but he not out there just chirping to be chirping and trying to be chippy and all of that. He played the game the right way. And I I really like Clay for that. Um, he'd be saying some wild shit though off the court though about people like, but I don't really fuck with but he, he can hoop though yeah I think mm -hmm. the, what I liked about Clay too was obviously he played defense you know he was the guy before he yeah. got hurt he's starting to get back there he was the one always that took the toughest matchups for that team on the wing and then also he didn't have a shot pocket and which is crazy because everyone always says great shooters get to your shot pocket Clay could catch that bitch anywhere and let it go anywhere. Right, where he, right where he caught it at like side anywhere. up above his head off to the Trust side me. Let it go. Me and the twins do a drill. It's called it's, it's the clay drill. Like wherever you wherever I throw the ball, you got to shoot it from right. Like that's how Clay would catch that bitch and just let it go from any 
perspective. And that's the one thing, too. When I got a chance to play with that team, not to cut you off, JR, Steph is the greatest shooter of all time. But if we go shot for shot, it's hard to tell who is the actual just best spot-up three-point shooter between those two because they're both – like I would watch – you know, after after practice workouts where Clay would miss two shots out of maybe like 200 shots, he would it would be just unbelievable how many just straight consecutive fucking shots yeah. he would make, dude. So, great play. I think really Seth like can play. shoot too, man. Seth, good. Seth, Seth got a gun, man. I like Curry? Seth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's shoot? It's, it's in the family. Yeah, for it's sure. It's in the family. Next up, one of my former teammates, six-time All-Star, all-rookie team in 11, five-time All-NBA Rookie of the year in 11 as well. Three-year peak, 22, 9, and 5. To me, one of the most versatile four-mans that we've seen. Uh, injuries obviously slowed him down. But uh, Blake Griffin, uh, oh, big cat. Blake, Blake is funny, man. Blake is Blake is, Blake is a character, bro. He's a, he's a funny dude. He's a good dude, man. His game was, uh, unfortunately, you know, injuries and stuff like that. But um, Blake has so much game, explosiveness, bro. When he first came out, I was thinking like, bro, I got so we seen Stat, and Stat was like, yo, hey, yo. Then we seen Blake, the shit Blake was doing, I thought Stat, I thought, you know I mean, it was really, oh my God. He was jumped over Mozgov. People, I played with Mozgov. I know how big Mozgov is, bro. <laughs> right. He's seven rushing, like big, like, he jumped over that man, bro. And then, and then DJ was next to him, too. Ooh. Right. Two lob threats. That's the one thing. When you mentioned Dwight Howard, I put Blake right behind Kobe as far as the hardest working people I've ever seen. When they say first man to end, last man out, that's no exaggeration. With this dude works so hard on his jumper. Really? The way he the way he was able to. I mean, he was, bro, when I tell you he was in there an hour before practice, before anyone would get it, he'd be drenched by the time we're just cutting. Like, we would still come out early and get our shots up. He had gone through a whole full ball handling jump shot workout. It just you could really see his game, and I think an under uh, uh, underestimated thing about his game was his ball handling and his passing ability. Because that motherfucker could mm. pass the ball too. But Blake in his prime with them Lob City teams, man, I seen him do some unbelievable shit. Yeah, he. I, I worked out with him a few times with my man Edon <laughs> and uh, out there at UCLA, and um, he was he was a problem, bro. Yeah. He, he definitely had to like work ethic in the workout, but I didn't know he, he went that hard though. That's tough. Yeah, no, he definitely put the time in. Next up, Paul George, three year peak, twenty five points per game, seven rebounds per game, four assists per game, fifteen career points and counting. Seven time All Star, six time All NBA, two thousand nineteen Steals champ, two thousand eleven rookie team, two thousand twelve thirteen most improved, four time All Defensive. PG is a problem, man. What's your thoughts on PG? Man, PG got game, bro. PG got super game. Super game. Like he's so smooth, though. I feel like he was like a. Uh, he had like a modern day, bro. He'd be like a modern day, like Eddie Jones, bro. Like he was so smooth, bro. Like he can pat that thing. He can get off to any mm-hmm. left, right. Like he creative with it. He was a problem in Indiana, bro. He knocked us out and uh, with the Knicks. Was tough. That he was, was coming. That was well, welcome to the league. Yeah, that was that the year they beat Miami, or no, they battled. No, Miami. they battled Miami, Miami right? Yeah, right after that. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, no, PG is tough, man. Any any plays both ends. That's what I respect too. I mean, I think he's Straight so up. quiet and and, and and just it looks effortless. You know the yeah. way he handles the ball offensively, shoots the ball, gets into his moves. Is he was a motherfucker, man. 
tough yeah. cover. He was he definitely was competing, bro. He like yeah. all arms too. Like he had that I heard he had that work ethic too, talking to um no, nah, not B Scott, but uh Shaw, B Shaw. Oh, B Shaw. Yeah. B Shaw. B Shaw. Keep that working. Yeah, no, you get the great talent. Man, next up, the game plan was don't let this man go left. And every time he would get left, his three-year peak was 17-4-4, and 40% from the three-point line. Uh, Hall of Famer, two-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA, sixth man of the year in 2008, four-time NBA champ, all-rookie team in 2003, Manu Ginobili. Man, Manu was another one who could compete like hell, bro. He was crafty, though. Like, one yeah, thing about yeah. he was real crafty, bro. Like, he would do anything. He act like he hurt to go get the ball, bro. <laughs> Like I was like, damn, bro! Like you like that? Like you you can't put nothing past him. I mean, shit, a European, bro. I mean, everybody was calling that the man. Now they started calling it the James. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, well, remember he would come down the, on that right side of the floor with that high screen and roll, and you try to ice it or blew it, whatever the fuck your team called it, and not let uh, him get off that screen. But once he got off that screen, early in his career, he was coming down the lane and dunking that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Jack, you got you got any good Manu stories, Jack? Uh, one of my favorite teammates. I mean, he he one of the first people. He he definitely brought the Euro step the Euro step to the league. But he used to sham guard people going full speed. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yep. He he was one Man of the first people. That I, jump. Yeah, sham guards you then go bang on you. I seen him do that in the playoffs. So, but uh, as far as competing and playing hard, like I, I always got to tell this story, bro. Uh, why he one of my favorite teammates? You know how we how we look out for each other and like guys like us. We never got the accolades we deserved because the good guy or the big name teammate, but really we was the heart and soul of the team. And when I hit all those shots and led the team in score in the West Conference Finals, I mean, he made it a point to tell me I deserved the uh, MVP. You know, what I'm saying when they was giving it to other people, but but you know he was just one of those solid dudes, man, that you want on your team. Dog, regardless where he was from, he he was somebody you wanted on your team. So if they had the Magic Johnson Western Conference MVP uh, Finals MVP, you would have snagged that bitch. Hell yeah. Hey, hey, you know what, Matt? The great thing about it, all they got to do is Google it. Game six, Western Conference it Finals. It, it don't lie. Five was full of that dope on one. <laughs> <laughs> on one. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> Next up, we got three-year peak was 19 points per game, 11 rebounds per game, 18 and a half thousand career points. 2000 All Star, 2011 All NBA. He probably had the best touch around the basket next to Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. That wasn't athletic. Um, somebody that we all want to play with, we respect. Z Bo, Zach Randolph. Z Bo, Z Bo. <laughs> oh, gee. That's my yeah. guy, man. Z Bo, <laughs> great, yeah. great, great dude. Great dude. Great dude. Did y'all play together yeah. in New York? Nah, man, I wish I you got an up. opportunity to play with Zebo, man. We just kept crossing paths all the time. When, uh, when I would play with – whenever our teams would play against each other, there was always somebody on my team that I rock with that always uh, rocking with Zebo. And it was uh, – he, he was a good dude to be around, man. Rocking with Sheed. Right, that was Sheed Youngwood when, when I was with him. Yeah. She was there. So uh, he was in Memphis. He came rock with us a couple of times. Yeah. My dog, man. He's 20 and 10, and I think he doesn't get the recognition again uh, because he wasn't, a, he wasn't a high flyer. You know what I mean? He uh, probably had 10 dunks his whole career. That motherfucker would give you that jab, face up work, back you down, 
get 20 rebounds and barely jump over a penny like Zebo's strength, his, his basketball IQ. You know, I got we got a chance to play the, with each other towards the end of both of our careers, but he was still. I was in Memphis together, huh? Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. still putting in that work, and like you said, man, even a bet. I mean, a oh. great player, but even a better person, man. Just a yeah, got his jersey yeah, retired. Back, straight up, keep the shirt off his straight back. Up. And he did, he did a lot for the city, man. He did, he, he like he yeah. really did keep that city together for a while, man. While every like while he was there, he really embraced it, man. I'm from the, whether it be the rappers community. Like he yep. really is an imprint, and people like you know people respect him out there. Like as you know, as he a person, put, he put money bag on. He yeah. was the one that was putting. He found money bag. I remember he used to. We talked about it on the show, but he used to bring his mixtape in the locker room all the time and just bang this shit. And we're like, yo, at first it was dope, but we're just like, he's always playing. Who is this dude? Next thing you know, this dude's on top. Right like, okay, yeah, that's that's Zippo's dude. So that's what's up. Well, due to kind constraints, we didn't have a chance to finish the rest of the 2010s. But here are the rest of our picks for the 2010s next 75. All right, JR, we appreciate your time, bro. We'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. Appreciate y'all. Peace, my boy.